helping families be happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. Now, I am thrilled, absolutely thrilled, to introduce today's guest, Monica Mackay, who will be talking with us about the book, The Proudest Color. Monica, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so tell me a little bit about who you are and about The Proudest Color. Sure. I am a children's book illustrator. Um, I am traditionally trained as a painter, a fine artist. I got my MFA from the New York Studio School in New York City, um, where I focus on painting. And uh, I did portrait painting, but I also did abstract painting. So I love to put, you know, the combination in my work, even now as a uh, kid's book illustrator. Um, And The Proudest Color is actually my first book that is going to be published, um, and it comes out in September. I'm super excited. Uh, It's the perfect first book because I related so much to its message. So, Paint me a picture. Tell me what it's like. Uh, I would say my art is very warm. I always try and think of the viewer and the feeling you would get when you open a book or you look at a picture or a painting and you feel drawn in like a, like you're visiting a friend's house. I want it to feel warm and inviting and almost emotional. However, I can do that with color or however the figure is standing, um, maybe things in the background, but I always want to try and give that, that atmosphere of a warm, inviting, you know, beautiful picture you know, that really brings you in, brings the viewer to where I was when I drew that. It sounds like your art brings a sense of comfort and joy. I would hope so. I really would hope so. Mm, Good, good, good. So I like that when we talk about the book, The Proudest Color, children's book, tell me a little bit about the book and and your illustrations within it. Give me a walkthrough, please. Yeah, the book is about a little girl named Zara, um, and she is going to her first day of school at a new school and she's unaware that she's going to be the only brown girl at this school um so the book kind of walks you through all of her range of emotions she in the beginning you kind of get the idea that she's you know she has this range of emotions she feels these different colors they relate to you know colors in her crayon box and then she gets to the first day of school and it's like whoa culture shock in a way Um, And she's realizing, okay, this is bringing up these emotions of I'm nervous. I'm, you know, I was happy, but now I'm not even sure how I feel. She gets, you know, teased at recess. Um, Someone says something to her and she feels down about who she is. But she remembers something that her mom says to her when she tucked her in the night before and then relating that back to her family, her family kind of really inspires her to look at herself in a different light and see all these beautiful people, these other brown people in the world are like you and they've done amazing things. So you have to be proud of who you are. 
And it's such a touching story. And I really tried in my illustrations to show that range of emotions, but also her vulnerability. And, you know, going back to her family and saying, this is what happened. Like, what do I do? And then her family really holding, you know, the weight and saying, you have to understand that that's what happened. But you are an amazing little girl. And look at all these other amazing people who are just like you. And I think that's really special. It's a really special message. It sounds very affirming and centering. Sounds like Zara comes back to herself and says, I'm, I'm good, I'm wonderful, I'm beautiful as I am, even if I feel different. Right. And so what did, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but what did her, she remember that her mom said to her? Um, her mom told her that she, that my brown skin glows and glows. So, you know, she, there's a picture oh. of her kind of looking down at her arms and then remembering because the night before her and her mother are comparing skin tones. They're not the same skin tone, but brown comes in many different shades and all of them are special. Every shade of brown is special. So she kind of remembers, oh, my brown skin glows and glows. And then, you know, this is while she's at school. So then remembering that helps her go throughout her day feeling sunshine happy and you know she mm. she makes it through the day and she she at the end I don't know if it's spoiling either but at the end she kind of draws these other people who are brown like her and feels all of her beautiful emotions again happy emotions oh isn't it it's beautiful it reminds me you know the the familiars um the nine habits love together play together learn together work together talk together read together eat together laugh together and i'm thinking as i'm talking to you there's definitely love there's definitely learning talking healing together and when we bring those pieces into book form what magic that works because as you're talking you know I can imagine that sense of the little one going my skin glows and glows and how many times something a simple mantra like that can feel so affirming and help the fear and the sadness I mean I can really you know feel what Zara must have been feeling that sadness and that differentness and how books have the power to, um, you know, everybody's been the odd man out or odd woman out, you know, at some at some point in time. And also, in a, in a way, really looking at race and putting a focus on race, on skin color, and how to allow for differences. That differences are good. Differences are what make the world vibrant. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think, and also kind of like you said, everyone, I mean, I used to be a teacher and kids go through so much of trying to find out who they are in school. And it's hard enough when you have other eyes on you or other opinions of you at such a young age. And, you know, something harmless could be said to you and you'll remember it for the rest of your life, you know, and you were only 10 um, when it was said to you. But something like your, you know, your mother or whoever may say to you, someone you love and trust, you know, your brown skin glows or glows or, you know, who you are is special. You will remember that forever, you know, whether, you know, you didn't get the job or you didn't make the team or whatever stage of your life you're in. I feel like, like you're saying in books and just little reminders that we keep with us our entire life. 
And that's what I felt about this book too. I mean, it reminded me so much of even my own um, upbringing or, you know, experiences in elementary school. And I could go through every stage of my life and kind of identify with that. So even as a mother or a teacher or caregiver, reading this to someone, you're reminded that, reminded of those affirmations in your current life, you know? And I think that is a special thing about children's books is you can write them and illustrate for the adult also to get the message. And children's books are not just for children. I mean, we're all, you know, that vulnerable child still in our lives. So I think that's really special about, about the children's book, you know, world. And I agree with you. Some of my favorite books will always be children's books and I will read them a hundred times because, you know, they're bite-sized messages that get to us, you know, on a very deep level in words, mm-hmm. in ways that sometimes word heavy books can't. It's the simplicity. And then you add something like your artwork and wow, it packs a very powerful punch because of the visual element, right? And that's the importance of the illustrations. They bring that that visual part that we can feel. We can feel it in our gut and in our heart. You know, you said, I want to talk in a second about you being a teacher. That's fabulous. Before I, you know, hop over to that, I do want to say that piece about, you know, really pay attention to you saying how when somebody says something that is hurtful, how much of an impact that can have. We grow up with this um, sayings, you know, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I was actually looking at research just the other day about how, and of course, I see it in clients and in life, sticks and stones and words can break our bones. Words have so much power. And the research that I'm referring to is the research that shows that verbal assaults can be and are felt by the brain in the same way as a physical assault. And so when somebody is unkind to you, whether because of the color of your skin or because of your size or whatever it is, right? It is so hurtful. And so for parents and children to be able to appreciate that, that being included, being loved, being saved is what we all want. And when we use words as assault weapons, oh my goodness, the damage we can do. And then on the other side of what you said, the power of positive words. I agree with you. I can remember, you can remember, we can all remember times where people have said hurtful things and those, those stayed with us. And then the people who have come and touched us with, you know, a word that feels like a heartfelt kiss or hug, those stay with with us as well and so a book like what you're bringing is definitely one of those that is a heartfelt kiss to the psyche so well done for being part of such a fabulous book gives my heart joy that's such a good point because I mean like physical injuries heal and you almost look at a scar and you're like what is that scar from trying to remember and some you can remember some you can't but I mean a heartful phrase or comment about you it really does linger it lingers and even if it changes and you may not remember exactly how they said it it's the feeling that you had when they said it that I think you carry on with you Um, but that is the best thing about affirmations and changing and rewiring your brain to think of yourself in a different way because now I can change the 
the the dialogue of whatever it was hurtful and say, you know, that was what was said to me then, but you know, I see myself in a different way and it takes a lot of work. And I think if we teach children that early, I think we'll have a healthier society, healthier mental, um, you know, awareness and emotional awareness of how things make us feel. And I can cry about it. I can understand it and then I can grow from it. Yeah, I think it's important that children's books now are so focused on emotional health and mental health and knowing who you are and finding out who you are early and allowing that to change as you grow and realizing how you feel about something and then growing from that and saying, you know, that's not who I am and tomorrow I may be someone else and feel different about this. And I think that is going to make a society more understanding, more able to be vulnerable with each other, um, just a healthier overall world that we could live in if we're teaching this early. Um, and I think that's so important. I think as an adult now, I see how much work I still have to do on myself. And, you know, I see it in people around me. And I now I have a two-year-old and a little one, um, and I'm even thinking about that with him, he's changing so much every day and that makes me have to change. And I have to be careful with what I say and accept certain things that, you know, he's trying to understand within himself. So if we have books that also echo that, you know, and that's being taught in schools also, I mean, we're going to have an emotional healthy society and that's really exciting. I love the way you put that books that echo the message of EQ and I think that that I'm a big EQ advocate and you're right if we start early in life through parents showing good EQ parents reading about EQ and teaching their child healthy emotional intelligence um, and then again continuing to practice it continuing to learn together we absolutely can build a much healthier world than we have right now thank you for being part of that which leads me so what kind of teaching did you do uh, i actually did a range of teaching i've taught elementary school i've taught just art i've taught uh, i was an adjunct professor for drawing and painting for a while um and then my last teaching job, I was working actually with uh, like K or sorry, um, what was the youngest? It was even infant to K, to kindergarten. So I've taught almost every age, which I think is such an amazing opportunity that I've had. Um, I mostly taught art throughout those years. So that was really fun. Um, but in all of those different experiences, all those different schools, um, the behaviors were the same throughout every age. Like people are so amazing to, to observe throughout every age. It's like, you can see, you know, we interact the same with each other. I didn't know such young kids were so mature in their understanding of social environments. Um, and again, it goes back to just like, they understand so much they understand you know and they reflect so much as a young person and you don't even expect that but they do um so even as a teacher i was just like wow okay i need to really like i need to mature as a teacher and what i need to talk <laughs> about with them and how i interact with them so it was really it was amazing i was i'm really grateful to have that background 
My goodness, you are a wise, a wise soul and have so much to offer because, I mean, for many reasons, including your level of thoughtfulness, you really pay attention and you're really thoughtful and, and it's interesting. I was um, working with someone yesterday who was talking about not being good at art and how she loves art but she's not good at it and I was saying well maybe if we set aside that voice of not being good and just enjoy it for the sake of enjoying it instead of comparing yourself to other people and so I think that's one of the many blessings of you know art and the world of art is that we get to express our emotions and learn to put judgment aside and learn to just be and maybe we aren't all going to be monets but that's okay too right yeah there's one monet we don't have to be him <laughs> absolutely yeah. i love that about art it's like but it, you know what's funny is it is in everything i mean in any kind of you know, goal that you want, if you let go of that idea that it has to be done one way, I think that's how we come up with new ways of doing everything. You know, the person who designed that amazing building over there may have understood the fundamentals, but they also were like, you know, I, I want to do this in a different way, you know, and if we just have those fundamental tools, then we can explore the world in a whole, you know, different with a whole different perspective. And things can grow and evolve. And that's the beauty of, you know, being creative. Absolutely. Open hearts and open minds, right? Yes. It takes both. So, and that's the message of the proudest color, it seems. Open heart, open mind, um, loving the skin you're in, literally, and being, you know, showing up in the world, plus the family support Zara obviously has. And there's no... You know, good family, good family, having family that reflects back to you that you're beautiful, you're good, you are, you are a good soul. Wow. Thank you. So as we start winding up, what are three or four key ideas, any bits that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I would just say, you know, I think when you read a book like The Proudest Color, it's really good to have side conversations with uh, the reader, the child about, you know, how, like, I think we sometimes guard ourselves and say, you know, I shouldn't bring up this topic or I shouldn't, we shouldn't even go there. What do you, you know, what are you upset about? Or I think it's good to help them relate it to real life experiences. Have you ever felt the way that Zara feels or, you know, just having those conversations all the time with children and then again, reading the book again and saying like, what do you think she feels when this happens? I think really having authentic conversations in, in pairing it with the book and pairing it with, you know, how did you feel at the playground yesterday when you fell and someone laughed at you? I think comparing it and, you know, bringing up those real life experiences will help them say, this isn't just a book that I'm reading with beautiful pictures. This is also something I'm learning in my life. And now I'm able to go to the playground tomorrow and learn how to translate what I read in the book with mom and dad or my teacher and really practice those morals that I understood from that book. I think, you know, it's, it's amazing to read a book, but we really have to teach kids how to translate that into their lives. 
Well said, well said. And it's that interaction piece, right? With any, whether it's a book or you're watching a show, you know, it's the idea of using it, taking what you've learned, what you've experienced and bringing it to work in your life, having conversations about it. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Anything else? Um, you know, I would love, you know, if, um, everyone would just like follow along, follow along with my work. Um, my Instagram is Monica Kai, M-O-N-I-C-A-M-I-K-A-I. Um, and same for my website, monicamckay.com. Um, I'm doing a lot of fun projects right now that I'm excited to share once I'm able to. Um, but yeah, Proudest Color is such a fun first book. I think everyone will love Zara. She's an artist herself and everyone gets to kind of see <laughs> her sassy cat that lives with her. It's just a really fun book. So, you know, I hope everyone can see it somehow. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, it's Monica Mackay, M-O-N-I-C-A-M-I-K. AI and the book is The Proudest Color. As we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank you so much for being with us today, Monica. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you, thank you. And I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. If you'd like more wonderful Familius content, be sure to visit us at Familius.com where you will find our Habit Hub blog as well as a spectacular selection of books for families. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do. We talk together, learn together, play, work, eat together. We laugh together, heal together, and we love forever when we